podcasts you'll love. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Hi, welcome back, Miller and Condon. Good morning, Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. We take you until noon. Uh, Michael Swain covers Iowa State. He comes up in about 20 minutes. Mike Paul momentarily. Before we get to that, since we just spoke with Scott Dockerman on the quarterback position with the University of Iowa, no sooner than we went to break, uh, the Rivals is reporting that uh, the Hawks got a QB for the 2023 class of four-star quarterback from New Jersey, Marco Lanes. Picked Iowa over, this is from Rivals, Michigan State, West Virginia, Maryland, Pitt, and Illinois. Four star, six foot three, QB. Can he move? Don't know that. Okay. That's all I care about anymore. Right. Can you get somebody that's not a statue back there? Yeah, better than Petrus. Right. Bar's not set real high. Uh, So anyways, uh, Hawks got a quarterback, 2023 Marco Lanes. That is per Rivals. Off to Vegas we shall go. Uh, He is Mike Palm from Circa Sports, as we talked earlier in the show. Circa will be in the state, but way over on the western part of the state, Pottawatomie County, Council Bluffs, Barley's. Uh, they'll be there for the weekend. Mike Palm will be part of the traveling crew. And then you guys are what? You're going to see Creighton and Villanova? How are you, Mike Palm? Good, guys. How are you? Uh, good to have you back, Ken. Nice, nice to, to talk be to here. you, Trent. Yeah, we're, go- we're in and out Friday for the uh, Creighton-Villanova uh, game. We'll be at Barley's and Council Bluffs, throw a party there on Friday. And then we're leaving late Friday night head back to Vegas, so. Excited to get back to Iowa to meet some people on the western side of the state. And then you've got what? Just the eastern part of the state? Is that next after you get through this one? Have you finalized those plans yet? Yeah, we're probably going to head to to Dubuque or Cedar Rapids. We haven't finalized it yet, but probably sometime uh, in the uh, middle, late part part of January. I'm assuming you're going to have to be driving this week because you guys took it on the chin as poorly as you did. The Betters won yesterday, Mike Palm. Good for them. Yeah. They sure did. I mean, we couldn't we couldn't find a dog to uh, to win a game outright, and it was it was ugly, and it got uglier. Although the Packers covering the number last night helped us out a little bit um, because people took the points with the Bears there. Maybe some of them hedging some of their plays, but yeah, it was ugly. It was just favorite after favorite after favorite after favorite. A lot of money line parlays and a ton of teasers all cashed. So on a day like that, and you see it's kind of playing out the early window. Everything's heading that direction. What can you do as a bookmaker? Is there anything that you do do? Do you start to shade lines a little bit more for the afternoon window? Or do you just have to throw your hands up and say, it's going to be one of those Sundays in the NFL? Yeah, uh, I would say the latter. Uh, we're not really moving numbers. It's not really a, a future book when it's same day, day parlays. And you just have to sort of accept the results as they come. I mean, we were... We were buried to needing really needing the Lions in a big way, and and mm. just on the game itself, and then in the parlays and the teasers that really, I mean, they didn't even uh, score in the second half. So it's a kind of a tough position to be in. But there's many other weeks where it goes the other way. So we can't complain. We had a decent Saturday 
um, did well with the, the UFC card and the college basketball. So overall, the weekend wasn't that big of a loser. Uh, you know, speaking of the Lions in Denver, there was some talk, Mike, at least early in the morning, that the game may be postponed until tonight because of the the COVID uh, that was uh, raging through the Lions locker room, not only players but coaches as well. When when that's the case, do you get any advance warning on that, or do you guys just paying attention to the news services like everybody else does? And, and would it have made a difference if it was a Sunday or Monday? Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, you know what we we don't get any advance warning. We're we're following all the same media sources that the betters are, or the media is, and following you know following beat writers as much as anything mm-hmm. uh, on their social accounts. That's that's probably the most valuable form of information um you know you have to look here's another example of look at each book about when games are scheduled and when games are played in this case it would have been a refund because it has to be played within 24 hours of the scheduled time right or um in some cases some sports by midnight that night so a postponement till tonight would have been a refund on the game and uh, people i'm sure would have rebet it but that would have went out of the parlays and, and the teaser combination so as you start to look at the futures, and I think more and more people looking for that value, Kansas City, there was value like two months ago, and now that value certainly is dissipated as the Chiefs are playing good football. Is there a team that maybe you're targeting, Mike, that you say, I like this team? The one that jumps to my mind is San Francisco and getting the victory yesterday in overtime at Cincinnati. Garoppolo can drive you nuts at time, but this is still a guy that took his team to a court, to a Super Bowl just a couple of years ago. Any team that you're targeting right now that you like that's down the list a little bit further? Well, you know, I think the Colts are playing very well right now, and they're not going to win that division because of the math and that they've lost both games to the Titans. I don't think they can get there, but they'll definitely be a wild card team. And I think the AFC is more wide open than the NFC is. I mean, look, the NFC, barring... I guess if the Rams win tonight, the West is still, uh, you know, to be decided. But, I mean, if if Arizona wins tonight, you already know your four division winners in the NFC, the Cowboys, Buccaneers, Packers, and Arizona. I think the teams at the top there, maybe with the exception of the Cowboys, are better than the teams at the top of the AFC. So I think the Colts have a potential. and They're, they're well coached. They can run the football. They could win outdoors with that running game. Um, they're a balanced team. I think they could win three games on the road when you look at it, as opposed to taking an NFC team that's going to have to win three games on the road like the 49ers. My friend, um, Todd Wishnev, that Trent's familiar with us on the Megapod, mm-hmm. he bet three weeks ago, he bet the Patriots at 41-1, to and then he wow. bet them at 35-1. to So, I mean, that's a nice ticket to have right now. It looks like they'll get a home playoff game and maybe a bye, possibly still, so... I'd like to have his tickets on, on the Patriots who are down to probably around 14, 15 to 1 right now. Well, whenever Todd and I are in Vegas together, you you get him prepared. I'm going to be giving the IOWA chant to him because he rips on <laughs> Iowa fans every single time. <laughs> oh, is that the guy that you were on with at Vissen? Is it... No, different guy, different okay. guy, yeah. I got it. Hey, uh, Mike, where did you spend yesterday? Were you over at the D? I was. I was at Bar Canada at the D. Good. I'm glad you were because then this this question probably is kind of a self. Well, it's a completely selfish one because my Canadian roots and because my hometown had one of the participants, the victorious participant in the Grey Cup. Um, did you have it on in Bar Canada? And and was the uh, was the bar packed with my fellow Canadians uh, watching the game? And could you did did Circa put up a number? Um, we did not put up a number, and we're working towards booking. Uh, 
booking CFL next year every week, not just the, the playoffs. Um, we had, uh, I would say, about a dozen Canadians there. Uh, several of them introduced themselves to me. I had it on one of the four big screens. Um, I met a man from uh, from from Manitoba. I don't know if he was from Winnipeg itself, but mm-hmm. he, he talked about watching me on Beeson and nice. betting first period unders and then being able to, to bet the over after so many minutes elapsed. He said, you guys call it a middle. He said, I call it a scoop. I think that's a better word. You ought to start using scoop. Scoop like that. Call it a scoop. Mike Paul joining us from Circus Sports. Mike, uh, last week I got out the phone, texted you quick. Hey, can you put out a line for the Iowa State women's game? And, of course, as you always do, you got a line up there for the game. What kind of handle? No lower limits for that one. The Cyhawk women's game, as you guys were the only property that I saw that had a line for that game. And then, secondly, of course, a day later was the men's side. A lot of people here surprised at that number as Iowa was a pretty big favorite at Hilton Coliseum. What you saw both on the women's side and then the men's side for Iowa State last week? Yeah, well, we saw more handle on the men's side, and we took a pretty significant loss on the men's game. I was shocked at the number two. Mm-hmm. I thought that game should have been like a pickup. Maybe mm-hmm. Iowa won. I mean, people don't understand how hard it is to win at Hilton. Yep. People talk about home court advantages you know, in different places, Cameron. Well, yeah, they're... Duke has a great home court advantage because they always have the better right. teams. Yeah. But how many times have we seen Kansas go into oh. the Hilton on a Monday night with a far superior team and either lose the game or, or you know, be death trying to win it? I, I didn't get it. I think, I mean, on a neutral, I think on a neutral, Iowa State's a better team. At least they're really playing hard for TJ. So I, I'm looking forward to their season coming up here. The Hawkeyes will always have the affliction under Fran of, uh, a little bit of a lack of defensive intensity. Yeah, I certainly can't say that about TJ's group this year. Bowl season is, uh, well, it's about to begin this week. Um, I have a real strong opinion on Utah in the Rose Bowl. Uh, just watching this, they're so physical, and I'm, I, I know that they want to be there and win a Rose Bowl. Uh, it, it clearly means an, a, a bunch to them. And then why can't Michigan beat Georgia? I kind of have a, you know, I like both of those dogs in that spot. Are you guys seeing any play on the, I'm sure you're seeing play on the games, but how about those two dogs? Are they barking? Yeah, you know, actually Utah not so far. This Ohio State line has held pretty steady. My partner, Amal Shaw on Beeson, is a graduate of Ohio State. He does not like this matchup at all. He likes Utah in this game. And, you know, we were the highest on the, the Georgia game with Michigan. We had this thing at nine. Uh, we opened it. We're, we're at seven and a half. I don't get it. I mean, I'd make the number four and a half maybe. I think Michigan has every right to play with them. Michigan's too. line, I mean, I, I don't think that the Georgia offensive line is going to be able to run the ball on them. And if Georgia has to throw the ball to win, they could be in trouble. I think it's going to be a real close, low-scoring game. I'm with you. I told Trent last week, I love Michigan with anything more than touchdowns. Right there with you. It feels, well, in a way, almost too easy. And you become a creature of the moment. Last time we saw these two teams, of course, Georgia on one side getting blown out by Alabama and Michigan back-to-back throttlings of Ohio State and Iowa. Circa, one of the best things that you guys do is your yes-no propositions that are out there for the college football playoff. Will a team or won't they win the national championship? Alabama, the yes, plus 120. For Georgia, plus 125. Cincinnati, 19-1. And Michigan is 7-1. to And, of course, you can bet the no side also on the other one. What are you guys looking at handle-wise as it pertains to the two favorites, Georgia and Alabama? And if it gets to that point, I'm going to guess you guys probably are rooting for an upset, at the very least, in one of those semifinals. 
Yeah, well, we'd like Cincinnati to cover the number at least because we're <laughs> we're seeing a lot of Alabama money here. Uh, I don't know if we want Michigan to win that game or not. Um, we'll see. I think we'll get a lot of late Michigan money, money come in, especially as all of our people come travel to for New Year's, and, and it's the later game, and we have a big, heavy Michigan base here because of Derek's connection. Um, but we'll definitely want to see Cincinnati keep that game close because it'll be like the NFL. There'll be so much money bet on Alabama, money line, and a lot of people will tease Alabama, even though people don't tease college that much. They'll tease Alabama down under a touchdown. So a Cincinnati win or Cincinnati staying within a touchdown would be a good result for us. Circa Sports, you can download the app at the App Store. The crew from Circa will be back in, well, in in Mike's case, his home state coming up this Friday. We'll be over in Council Bluffs. We'll see you on Friday, Mike Palm. Uh, Actually, you know what? Are you doing the TV show with us on Wednesday? I sure am. Perfect. We'll we'll see you on Wednesday. Uh, we'll see you in person on Friday. Mike Palm, have a great week. Who will you need tonight? Who does Circa need tonight? We need the Rams so far. Need the dog thus far. Mike, we'll see you Friday uh, on, on Wednesday on TV. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. Yeah, you do the same. Mike Palm, Circa Sports. Circa Sports, Iowa. Rams currently plus two. Moneyline Plus 112 at Circa. Do you have an opinion? Well, we'll get it here. Mr. Monday Night's Mr. got an Monday opinion. Night, he's ready to fire, too. Well, we're going to have to wait for that, folks. Going to have to wait for that one. Uh, so you asked for it to put up a women's line? Yeah. I wonder what kind of uh, action they did on the game. I know the limits were, I think it was just uh, 1,000 was the yeah, limit on it. Yeah. But I saw the line move very quickly. I got it Iowa State minus two. That was the opener. It was at two and a half. That was the last I saw it. I looked uh, later in the afternoon, didn't look at it before tip-off to see what it ended up. But yeah, I looked at all the different places. Anybody else going to put this up? Only Circa Sports. And <laughs> folks, we say it every time, seemingly, that we have Mike on. I know there's a lot of options out there. And Circa will tell you the same. Have multiple books. Shop around. Yes. Absolutely. Because price matters. And yep. that half point, those half points yep. throughout the course of the year, they're going to add up if you're somebody that plays every day or every weekend, whatever it turns out to be. But we need people to download it because, Ken, when we first started talking to Circa, one of our favorite things that we were hoping mm-hmm. for is to get what they have out there, the Circa Millions, the Circa Contest that they Survivor. have, the two different ones, the Survivor Contest. We want to have an Iowa-only contest. In order to do that, we've got to have people that are using the app. So download it if it's something that interests you. It's not going to be a $6 million prize. No. But it'll be six figures. It'll be six figures. Absolutely. And think about that. Think of an Iowa. Think of somebody here is going to have an opportunity to yeah. win one of these contests. How cool that's going to be to do that. Download the Circus Sports app. Very easy. Doesn't matter if you got an iPhone, if you're on Android, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Download it. Start playing around with it. Give yourself another out. And those yes, no props. You know, you get dangerous with some of your futures. Those <laughs> yes, no's. I, I get in trouble from time to time, too. Already got one cashing, though. But the Buckeyes. Right as they were starting to ascend forward, no to win the national. Oh, championship. you you bet the no. I bet the no. That one's a lock. Yeah, no. I bet the yes. It's kind of my year is gone. I think six and a half, six to one. I got them at, but it doesn't matter. I could have gotten my hundred to one. Right. <laughs> Tickets on the ground. Well, in the old days, it would have been on the ground. That was just wherever they go in my phone. Uh, we'll take our time out. We'll talk Iowa State on the other side. Mr. Monday night with an appearance still to come. Did you watch any of the Grey Cup? You probably didn't, did you? I did not. No. Didn't make the. Uh... <laughs> well, I just flipped over at, at halftime because mm-hmm. it, it went, the game went to overtime. Can I tell you the worst rule in all of sports the worst rule if i was to tell you if if i was to to float this out there no one would believe me there is no it's it's this is the truth this is a a rule in the cfl so when the clock hits zero Mm -hmm. 
Is the quarter half game over yeah. in every sport? Yeah. The answer is no. Oh. In the CFL, if the clock hits zero, you get one more play. You get one more play. Whether I like the it. play clock is 35 seconds, so it's 35 seconds past the zero or whatever. Clock hits zero, you got to run into the play. I like it. That's nah, ridiculous. One more play. The three-minute warning in football. <laughs> three-minute warning. God, I, I, I'll i never forget when I saw American football, I was like, whoa. <laughs> this is a lot better. This is how it's supposed to be. Oh, my God. You know, it's kind of the same thing, right? I mean, Winnipeg's going crazy. They won the Great Cup. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a parade. If you ask nine out of ten of them, if you want to have a parade, would you rather have a parade for a, a CFL or a Stanley Cup? Oh, yeah. It's kind of the same, like, Cyhawk. Would you rather win the football or the basketball? Right. Right? Nine out of ten. Are going to, give me the football. Um, anyways, Miller and Cotton. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Market homeowners have two questions. What's the best time to rent out my home? And what's the best way to do it? The best time is when you're moving, relocating, combining households, inheriting a house, or you just don't want to pay a mortgage anymore. The best way to rent? Hire Renters Warehouse. Whether you have one home or a property portfolio, Renters Warehouse does the work so you don't have to. They perfectly price your property so you don't have to. They find great tenants in just 17 days on average, so you don't have to. And for a small, flat, monthly fee, their professional landlords manage your property 24-7, so you don't have to. Collect the rent? You don't have to. Maintenance, inspections, and tax paperwork? You don't have to. There's no upfront fees, no binding contracts, and you can cancel at any time. Find out what your home will rent for by calling 515-528-4429 or go to renterswarehouse.com. That's renterswarehouse.com. Renters Warehouse, Des Moines. You can't buy happiness, but you can rent it. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? The holidays are a joyous time of year, spent with family and festive celebrations, but it can be a difficult season for those who have recently lost a loved one. You can help. Each year, Every Step's Amanda the Panda program delivers hundreds of cheer boxes to families experiencing their first holiday season after the death of a loved one. Each cheer box is full of meaningful and touching gifts. You can help fill our cheer boxes. Visit everystep.org slash donate or call 515-223-HUGS for details. That's 223-8. Emory sent you. Now back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Welcome back. About 11.30, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. Uh, Looking at pictures of this Marco Lanes, the quarterback, the 23 quarterback. that I, He's a big dude. Yeah? Like hefty big. Hefty big. Hefty big. Can he run? Don't know. That's all Don't I care know. about. Uh, Chris no Hassel wants him to reclassify to 2022. <laughs> By the way, Riley Moss is done uh, after the bowl game. Okay. He is going to one of the senior events, so that will um, now we know mm-hmm. that there will be no extra year for Riley Moss. Charlie Jones, the only one we're waiting on, I think, right? 
Yeah, yeah. Out of the kind of mainstays that are out there, and there's a few guys that seemingly every year, maybe have a year in el- eligibility, decide to hang it up. Mm-hmm. And that can go very poorly, as we found out this year for the Iowa offensive line and Mark Kallenberger. Yeah, good point. How different that offensive line maybe could have been with Excellent him out there. Excellent point. Well, for, uh, let's uh, get Iowa State conversation sparked up, shall we? It's 11.30. Michael Swain joins us as uh, we talk some Cyclones. Hello, Michael Swain. How are you? Trent and Ken. Doing well. Ready for a busy week here with yes. National Signing Day coming up. You indeed will be, my friend. No doubt about that. Uh, so I guess we should start there, right? Uh, with uh, I, I saw that they are about to sign, if everything comes together, at uh, the 31st-ranked class, which is still record territory. Any chance that uh, number could even get better? Is there anyone lingering out there that uh, Iowa State's on? That Because uh, you make a lot of news with this, Michael. You have. You do. You hustle. Uh, anything that may be percolating that may change between now and signing day? Yeah, we'll have to see. You know, it was a big weekend there for visitors. Obviously, they picked up a commitment from Terrell Crosby, a cornerback out of Florida yesterday. Um, But it does seem right now the guys that will sign will be 17 of the 18 commits. Uh, R. Mason Thomas, a defensive end out of Florida, will not sign early. He's the only one that I've confirmed that won't be joining the class. So they'll have the 31-range class with the guys that sign. If R. Mason stays in, they'll have a top 25 class. Um, In terms of the guys looking... At this week, you know, there's an offensive lineman, James Neal, um, who's a JUCO guy uh, at Independence Community College that Iowa State had for a visit. He might pop this week, but he is kind of weighing the decision of does he want to commit to Iowa State now or does he want to wait, maybe weigh out those options and take more visits um, there in January. So I think he's maybe one to watch. And then Ahmad Moten is another guy that was on campus for an official visit over the weekend, but he's not going to sign until February. So Iowa State still has a ways to go with him. So a decommitment over the weekend and a guy I was excited about, Xavier Townsend, who, again, we're talking high school film, but, boy, looked to be a really dynamic back. Florida kid, the fourth decommitment here of this cycle. Which one do you think stings the most? Which one of these guys, at least early on, would have thought would have had the best chance to play? And which one hurts when you look at the overall recruiting profile? Yeah, well, I think first I want to say something that it's fascinating that Iowa State you look at the evaluation that they've done this cycle with Xavier Townsend and Avery Henry. Those are the two that hurt the most. You know, Avery Henry decommitted back earlier this fall. He now is committed to Ohio State. And then you've got Xavier Townsend, who, by all accounts, is a fantastic player. He became a four-star recruit a few weeks ago, is putting together, or actually put together, his season's now over, a really good senior campaign. It seems like he's going to go to UCF, um, stay mm-hmm. closer to home, be in Florida. And I think... You know, UCF being in the Big 12 in the near future probably played a role there as well. So I think those two are the big two. Obviously, Noble Thomas was more of a shock than anything, um, but Iowa State seems like they've fit that role there with Terrell Crosby over the weekend. Um, and then D'Angelo Hutchinson could decommitted too, but that was more of a mutual kind of parting with uh, Trayvon Howard joining the class as well. So I, I think that you look at the, the big one, I think Avery Henry, just because offensive tackles that are 6'6", 300 pounds, and move like him, they don't grow on trees. And the fact that Iowa State found him uh, and got him committed before anyone else found out, I think is really impressive. But I think that's definitely one that stinks the most. Uh, let's go to, uh, to uh, some guys currently on the roster that have a decision to make when it comes to using that, that COVID year, if that's what we're calling it, that mm-hmm. extra, extra year of eligibility. 
I'm told, Michael, I'm surprised at this, um, that Will McDonald's having a really difficult back-and-forth decision, stay or leave. Uh, I know he, I mean, what are you hearing about him, and then what are you hearing about you know, some guys that have yet to uh, make it public, whether they're going to use that extra year and come back one more time? Yeah, starting with Will McDonald, I posted a little nugget for our VIP subscribers earlier this morning. Um, I'm not going to go too much into that, but we'll see. You know, I think that if he comes back, that's a massive decision. I mean, he's basically a lock to become the Big 12's all-time sack leader if he does come back because he's only a few sacks away from Von Miller's all-time record. He won't crack the NCAA all-time record. He needs 16 more sacks um, to get there, but he would be one of the greatest defensive linemen in Iowa State history, and if not Big 12 history, he does decide to come back. Now, for the other guys, I think I'm looking at someone like Zach Peterson. Um, Iowa State could use more help on the defensive line if he comes back. All of a sudden, if McDonald does come back too, then all of a sudden you're looking at another really, really good defensive line group. Now, I think you look at linebacker Orion Vance coming back would be a huge deal, but I just don't think that's going to happen. I think he's played a lot of football. Gary Vaughn seems ready to step into that role. And this is a pipe dream, but Xavier Hutchinson, if he comes back, I think that's a big deal. Because you look at the wide receiver group for Iowa State, not a lot of proven right. commodities. They've been looking at some transfers um, to hopefully bring in. So I think that those are probably some of the ones that I'm looking at. Um, and I think those are probably the big decisions kind of coming forward. So help us out with Hutchinson. Is he hinting either way? And, and when do you think we'll know? Oh, I'd be shocked if he comes back, if I'm being okay. honest. I'm just it's gotcha. a pipe dream, honestly. Um, I think that he's going to the NFL. I think yeah. he's got the ability. He's got the size, the physicality. Um, big thing will be what 40 he Speed, runs at the right. NFL Combine. Yeah, so I think he's probably gone. But I think that's one of, like, you could pick guys to come back using that COVID year specifically. I think Xavier Hutchinson would be the biggest one. Stankly, Will McDonald has two years of eligibility right. left. He has a senior year and then the COVID year after that. Well, Michael, your job has become much more difficult over the last couple of years. It's not just, of course, the recruiting that you have to do, but it's also the transfer portal and being tapped in. Mm-hmm. Iowa State's already hosted a number of prospects looking at that transfer portal. The tight end from Oklahoma, maybe at the top of the list. Yeah, right? tell us a little bit more about some of the prospects and Iowa State's chances to get some of these guys on campus. Yeah, of course. Uh, Stogner was one that I broke that one last week. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a big one, You know, getting him on campus. you know, He's looking at... Ohio State, uh, South Carolina, where Shane Beamer, his old position coach, is. That's where he's looking as well. So he's a really big one. You've got another guy, Colby Reeder, who is a, a Delaware transfer. He's a linebacker that I think Iowa State's in a good spot with. Seems like they're battling Rutgers for his services. I'm supposed to talk to him at some point later this afternoon, so we'll hopefully have a, an update there on the website later. Um, and then uh, a wide receiver, Isaiah Garcia Castaneda, um, out of New Mexico State. That's one that he was on campus last week. It seems like Iowa State's in a good spot there. He's got some good speed, decent size, would kind of look a little bit like maybe a Darren Wilson on the outside. So he'd be a good pickup as well. So I think those are kind of the, the main transfers that they've had on campus recently. Uh, Clemson is the bowl opponent. Uh, Brees Hall's decision, i got to think he's already made it and and, um, and we just don't know it yet. What? What are you hearing, if anything? When when will we know, and, and which way do you think he's leaning? Yeah, I think Brees wants to play, but at the end of the day, it, he's going to be a professional football player after this year, and he's got to make the best professional decision for himself. Um, and I think that could come down to what an agent says. I think if Brees Hall could pick, he wants to play one more game with his friends and with his yeah. team. But I think personally, I look at that Clemson defensive line. I look like I look at Iowa State's offensive line and what that group has looked like against really good defensive lines. And I'm like, 
I don't know if you want Brees Hall going and taking 15 carries against those defensive linemen, just in terms of pure risk to reward ratio. Um, that's my opinion. I'm obviously not Brees Hall. I can understand where he's coming from, where he wants to play one more game with the guys, go play a really good opponent in a, in a, a pretty big bowl game. That's going to be one of the better ones. I think kind of this bowl cycle. So I think we'll hear from him before the bowl game. Um, I, I guess we won't hear from him if he's going to play. Um, but I, I lean towards he's probably not going to opt out. Hmm, interesting, because I, I heard the same thing, that it's Clemson as much as anything. It's kind of like you alluded to. It's the opponent, and when they drew Clemson in the bowl game, that maybe tipped the scales to, yep, I'll, 10 or 15 carries I'll play because yep. because of that very reason, because it's Clemson. If it would have been a you know not the brand that Clemson is, then that decision may would have already been made. We shall see. Go ahead, Trent. Let's get into some basketball. Yesterday it was a slog, 47-37. The defense was there. The offense still with some issues, but a win is a win. They're 10-0, ranked 11th in the country. The newest AP poll is out today. And I mentioned earlier, Jerry Palm has them as a number one seed at CBSSports.com. It's unthinkable. It's hard to verbalize just what this team, what this program, the turnaround that they've had. Michael, you went through it a year ago compared to this year. Not just the fans in the stands, but this basketball team, how different it is. It really is. And I think to me, the most impressive part, and this is where TJ, his staff, deserve uh, the world of credit because you look at the guys they added. Tristan Anaruna, role player at Kansas, barely played. Isaiah Brockington wasn't the star on that Penn State team. He was a good player, but he wasn't the main guy. Gabe Kalsher was... Uh, the leading defender on that Minnesota team, but wasn't the leading scorer. So you've got all these guys that weren't the number one guys on their previous college teams, but they've come together and as a collective have played incredibly well to start the season. Of course, offense is going to be the issue going in a big 12 play. I wonder about Isaiah Brockington's mid-range game against Baylor's defense against better defenders. Yeah. But I think in general, they've hit the ground running and this is so much better than I think anybody could have expected. And now you're at the point where man, Iowa State just needs to get like six or seven wins in conference play to get up to that 20-win mark and be competing for maybe a spot in the NCAA tournament, which for you're one of the T.J. Otzenberger right. era after not winning a single Big 12 game last year. I mean, that's just crazy impressive. No, it really is. Uh, so the, obviously, and Trent hit on it, uh, the offense is going to have to ratchet up when, when Big 12 uh, comes around. I, don't get me wrong. I love the fact that this team's calling card is on the defensive end of the floor just because I don't recall an Iowa State team playing defense like this uh, since, since I've been watching. There might have been one. I don't recall who that is, and it's the two Big tr- Ten transfers that are leading the way. So that if that offense is going to come, is it Jazz Koontz um, off the bench? Um, who, who's going to be that offensive spark? Because I'm with you. That mid-range game that Brockington has right now, so far so good. Can he keep it going in the Big 12? Where's the offense coming from? Yeah, I looked at Gabe Kalsher, honestly, because his shooting has not been great to start the right. season. Um, he made his first two shots last night, but then kind of went cold after that. And I think if you're looking at the guys in terms of their scoring prowess, I think you're getting what you're going to get from Isaiah Brockington. You're getting what you're going to get from Aljaz Koontz. I think you really got to look for someone like Kausher. Maybe it's Caleb Grill catching fire, you know, once every three or four games. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's Tyrese Hunter catching fire from three every few games. But to me, I think Iowa State just gave Kausher just so much for that team defensively that he can play regardless. But if all of a sudden Gabe Kausher starts hitting shots and gets back up, you know, I don't think he's ever going to shoot 40% from three again. I think that maybe is going to be more of the anomaly in his career. But if he can get up to 36, 37% instead of being in the, in the 20s, 
I think that's a huge deal for Iowa State in that offense going into Big 12 play. Oh, and a guy that's uh, under the radar, but Trey Jackson, a guy that Good to see. one of the few yep. that stuck it out, decided to stick around. He's shooting the ball incredibly well, and him and Grill off the bench. You got two shooters like that. If it does go into a funk, you can bring in those guys out there along with Jazz, and you got really three guys off the bench probably can shoot it better than anybody in that starting lineup there. Pretty, uh, pretty big luxury there for TJ going forward, knowing that there's a couple of different buttons that he can push throughout the course of the season. How about Trey sticking around, though? I'm sure he's not a local kid either. You know, this is a kid from South Carolina to stay here. I think says a lot about him. Yeah, huge credit to him. Like by all accounts, he worked his butt off over the summer, and you look at what he looked like last year, where it felt like he was playing a spot or too high, where he was like the sixth man on last year's team. Where now. He's kind of like the seventh, eighth guy off the bench, but he's the backup point guard, and he's really playing within his role, which I really like for him personally because you look at what he's doing. He's not forcing shots, right? He's taking efficient shots, and he's making them, and then he's not making bad decisions with the ball in his hand. You know, he's done a really good job spelling Tyrese Hunter at times, and I think that he's someone that if you look at Iowa State kind of in the Big 12 play, Tyrese Hunter isn't going to be at his best every game, and you need to have someone that has experience that can handle some of these raucous environments so when Tyrese Hunter has a bad stretch, you can say, all right, let's sit you down for a few minutes. Trey, slow things down. Keep us in this game here. And I think that's just a huge deal. And I think Iowa State in general, you look at the roster, it's got a bunch of guys, like you mentioned, that can plug and play. Grill, Koontz, Jones, you know, these are guys that, depending on the matchup, you can give them more minutes, less minutes. And I think just for Trey Jackson, just really happy to see it for him because, again, by all accounts, worked his butt off over the summer and is a really good guy on the team. Uh, Michael, last thing for you, uh, the pulse of your message boards when it comes to the bowl game. Uh, Cyclone fans traveling to Orlando for the Cheez-It Bowl, what do you think? Man, it's really expensive. It's is a big it? commitment. Yeah. Um, that's the, that's kind of the vibe I've gotten, is that if there's charters and things that make it a more affordable, then, yeah, a lot of people are willing to go. Mm-hmm. But, man, it's just with Iowa being there at the same time frame, it does look like the prices for flights, for hotels, it's just a super, super expensive trip. So um, I think Iowa State fans will still show out because I think that they've proven that they will do that regardless of where a bowl game is. But will it be to the same capacity as maybe some years past? I'm just not sure, just purely because of the finance of it. Well, and maybe some of those folks that uh, thought they were going to have all that extra money because there's no way we're going to use it in March. Maybe that's coming into play. We shall see. Michael Swain, 24-7 Sports. Michael, I can't tell me people come up to me and say that uh, you would just hustle your tail off and uh, the thought Halstead would be difficult to replace or to fill his shoes, but you've done a great job doing that. You break a lot of stories. 24-7 Sports, uh, CycloneAlert.com. Michael Swain joins us each and every Monday, and we're better for it. Thank you, Michael Swain. Appreciate you coming on. Oh, thanks. I really appreciate the kind of work. Yeah, thanks. Good to talk to you. Michael Swain, that's true. It's, mm-hmm. uh, I hear it a lot from a lot of people. Um, expensive trip to Orlando. It is. Looking right now about 700 bucks for a plane ticket, yeah. leaving the day after Christmas, coming back day after the game, and uh, vice versa, going down there if you're looking for the Iowa trip. Right. Over $1,000 right now to leave on the 28th and come back on the 2nd. We'll uh, we'll obviously talk more about these as we get closer to them. Mr. Monday Night's going to make his appearance. Did you, who did you have last? I don't mean, who played on Monday Night last week? That was a long time ago. It was a long weekend. (laughs) It's a long, long week. I remember watching it in a bar, pissed off because they couldn't find the Hawks in Illinois. Oh, really? I didn't see a play. Didn't see a play. Didn't see a play. Just followed it on my phone and didn't have the BTN app. Right. Um, 
But anyways, uh, Miller and Condon, back with Mr. Monday Night. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Fun for podcasting. Building a better community doesn't happen overnight. It takes hard work, dedication, and sacrifice. It takes a team, and it takes time. That's why for 75 years, we at NCMIC have been here working for you and with you. But this anniversary, we're not just looking back. We're focusing on the future, on building Iowa, on the better days ahead, and on how together we can all start taking the path forward. The Chicken Coop is the place for great food and wings with three metro locations. The Chicken Coop has the best, fresh, never-frozen wings, buffalo, garlic jalapeno, buck nasty, tropical heat, pepper teriyaki, garlic parmesan, and so much more. Along with steaks, burgers, ribs, and a children's menu for the little ones. And don't forget about the Chicken Coop's daily lunch and drink specials. Catch all the games at the Chicken Coop in Ankeny, Urbandale, or 1-800-BETS-OFF. You remember the last walk-offer to win the World Series? It's been a while, but the answer is 1993. Do you know when Wolf Roofing started roofing houses? That's right, 1993. Wolf Roofing has been around for a long time. For your next roofing project, put the experience of Wolf Roofing on your side. Find them on the web at wolfroofing.net or give them a call at 515-225-8866. Or online, Wolf Roof. Bets off. Back to Miller and Condon on KXNO. And pick of the day, presented by Circus Sports Iowa. Condon, welcome back. No Manning cast tonight. I think they're off until after Christmas. Yeah. So it'll uh, just be ESPN, Monday Night Football, NFC West Clash, the Rams, the Cardinals. Big spot for the Rams. They're not playing their best football, Trent. It's been a while since we've seen this team play well, especially at the quarterback position. Fair to say, Stafford? MVP talk back in November. That has dissipated very quickly. Is it a two-man race again? Or is it three? Do you put Mahomes in there? Yeah, not right, yet. right now it's Rodgers, Brady, right? Right, yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's And Brady better. should get it, right? I think at this point he should. I think he should. But Aaron Rodgers back-to-back, and then he leaves. He's not leaving. Mr. Monday Night has entered the building. And Mr. Monday Night's got a winner for you tonight. Just dot one 900 don't follow me. No, that's me. NFL got clubbed yesterday. That, that should have been a big win for you yesterday. All those favorites I'm, winning? I bet dogs this week. <laughs> I had that thought. One of my many windshield uh, thoughts I was jumping through my head. And I said, Boy, I bet Ken had a big day. Yeah, no, one. <laughs> uh, I'm taking the dog tonight. I'm grabbing Are the points. Are you grabbing the points? How many? Two and a half? Two? Two. Yep. Yeah, just getting two here. Probably actually just play this on the money line. I think the Rams do it. Because of those kind of bad feelings, Stafford, he's not going to continue to play this poorly. And Arizona has not been nearly as good at home as they've been on the road this season. Kyler's still working his way back. You know what, should we put him in the conversation too? Absolutely. And especially if he's healthy and doing the things that we saw back in the beginning of the season. Yeah, he's got to be there. 19 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. You look at the overall numbers. Stafford's numbers are actually a lot better now. Are of course, they? Kyler's yeah. been out for a while, so mm-hmm. that plays hand-in-hand hand here. Two, Sony Michelle showed a little something, I thought, last week, too. Got something left in the tank for him. 
Rams get it done. Aaron Donald not going to let them lose. Rams money line tonight. Does Von? I mean, I don't even notice Von Miller being gone. No. Von Miller's not been good as a Ram. Just and they waiting. got a second and a third for him. A second and a third? And second and a third. That's a pretty good haul. I think they fleeced them because, yeah, they weren't going to re-sign him anyway. So you are on the dog tonight, the Rams. They're due, right? Because I got clubbed. Ooh. Yeah, yesterday was ugly. I've got uh, I've got the Cardinals in our little head to head contest. Oh, you do? Yeah, I, I do. I'm still alive. Got one left. Three and two. I eked out over the weekend. Well, I, just, I still can't catch you. And you had a bad week, and you're still gonna be ahead. Anyways, uh, Murph and Andy are coming up in an hour and five minutes. Of course, the fanatics will follow in here at three. It's Monday. I'm assuming Iowa State will have a coaches show tonight. Those ten and zero Iowa State Cyclones. T.J. Otzelberger. Hear from him. Uh, on the Iowa State Coaches Show, we're Miller and Condon. Weekdays from 10 until noon on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3.